Hello ladies and welcome to the Amazing Bible Dot Book Club. I am Julie Callio, your host, and thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to tune in with me today. If by chance you want to contact me, you can do that at theab.bc.pc at gmail.com. Today we are continuing our study of the Gospel of Matthew. According to B.W. Bacon, Matthew started with a prologue of the birth of Jesus, then book one about Jesus' ministry in Galilee with the Sermon on the Mount. Chapter 7, verse 28 reads, And it came to pass when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught as one having authority and not as the scribes. Book two showed us the authority of Jesus through various miracles. And then after showing the disciples what the ministry looked like, he taught them and then equipped them to go and do what Jesus did. Chapter 11, verse one reads, and it came to pass when Jesus had made an end of commanding his 12 disciples, he departed then to teach and to preach in their cities. Book three expanded with Jesus being Lord of the Sabbath and people asked if he is the son of David, the Messiah. Jesus taught about the kingdom coming and shared parables of what the kingdom of God looks like and what the people in the kingdom of God act like. Chapter 13, verse 53 reads, And it came to pass that when Jesus had finished these parables, he departed then. This leads us to book four from chapter 13, verse 54 through chapter 19, verse one. B.W. Bacon calls the narrative, the life of the new community and the discourse, greatness and responsibility. Book four begins with Jesus going to his own country, Nazareth, and taught in their synagogues. But they said, isn't this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother Mary and his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? And aren't his sisters with us? Jesus said, A prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and in his own house. Verse 57. Jesus could not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Chapter 14 verses 1 through 12 tells the story of Herod the Tetrarch and how he chopped off the head of John the Baptist because John preached against Herod's sin of adultery. And then Herod feared that Jesus was John back from the grave. John's disciples took his body, buried it, and then told Jesus. Once he heard, he departed by ship to a desert place apart. Yet the people followed him. Verse 14 reads, And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude, and was moved with compassion toward them, and he healed their sick. By the evening, the disciples wanted to send the people home, but Jesus said to feed them. The disciples only had five loaves and two fishes, which they brought to Jesus. He commanded the people to sit down. He took the food, looked up to heaven, blessed the food, broke it, and gave it to his disciples to give to the 5,000 men plus women and children. Everyone ate until they were full, and there were still 12 baskets of food left. Immediately, Jesus set his disciples by boat to the other side while he sent the people away. Jesus then went up on a mountain apart to pray. The ship was in the middle of the sea, tossed by waves. 
Jesus walked on the water and the disciples saw and were fearful. But Jesus immediately spoke to them and said, Be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. Peter then asked to come out and join him, and Jesus said, Come. Verses 29 and 30 say, And when Peter was come out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught Peter and said, O ye of little faith, why did ye doubt? When Jesus and Peter entered the ship, the wind stopped, and the disciples worshipped Jesus and declared, You are the Son of God. Now in verses 34 through 36, the ship went over to the land of Gennesaret. And even though there's no record of Jesus being there before, the people had heard of Jesus and they thought, if only we can touch the hem of his garment. What does that phrase make you think of? It makes me think of the woman who had the blood disease that touched Jesus's garment and was made whole in Matthew chapter 9. Matthew said, as many as touched him were made perfectly whole. Chapter 15 continues the narrative when religious leaders came to talk with Jesus. Their issue was that Jesus' disciples did not wash their hands before they ate. Now, ladies, do you remember any law for the people about washing their hands before they eat in the Old Testament? The Levites had to clean to be set apart for service, but there's not a written law in the Old Testament about washing your hands before eating. This is their oral law. It is added to the Old Testament. Again, Jesus did not go on the defensive, nor did he answer their questions. Instead, he asked them a question about the commandments that they break. What Jesus said was, why do you also transgress the commandments of God by your traditions? He called them hypocrites and then said that Isaiah described them well. And then he quotes Isaiah chapter 29, verse 13, which talks of their lip service, but their hearts are far from him. Jesus explained that what we eat does not defile a person, but what comes out of their mouth, which is from what is inside their heart, that is what defiles a person. Starting with verse 21, Jesus went to the Mediterranean coastal cities of Tyre and Sidon. While there, a Canaanite woman cried out to Jesus, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. Jesus said nothing. She continued, The disciples asked Jesus to send her away. Jesus said to her, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. She then came and worshipped him, pleading, Lord, please help me. Jesus then said, It's not good to take the children's bread and to give it to dogs. The woman continued, True, Lord, yet the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said, O woman, great is your faith. Be it unto you even as you will. Her daughter was made whole from that very hour. I want to point out that the woman declared that Jesus was the son of David. Then through the process, we see that she came and worshipped him. She continued with her request, even though she knew she was not worthy. 
And then the Lord granted her request. Another thing to note is that Jesus never told her no, but it was a process of faith. Jesus then departed to the Sea of Galilee on a mountain and sat down. People came to him and he healed them. The people glorified the God of Israel. Jesus had compassion on the multitude and fed them. This time they had seven loaves and three fish. Again, Jesus had the 4,000 men and the women and children sit down. He took the food, gave thanks, broke it, gave it to the disciples who then gave it to the people. Everyone ate until they were full and there were seven baskets of leftovers. Jesus sent the people away and then they took a ship to Magdala. With chapter 16, we see the Pharisees and Sadducees came to tempt Jesus and asked for a sign. And he told them again that the only sign would be the prophet Jonah. He also called them hypocrites because they can discern the weather by its signs. And yet the signs of the kingdom were before them and they could not see it. Jesus and the disciples were in the boat again and the disciples had forgotten to take food with them. I often wondered who got the leftovers or did Jesus send the food home with the people? Jesus said to them, take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The disciples thought he said that because they didn't have any bread. But Jesus said it wasn't that. He reminded them of the five loaves with the 5,000 and the seven loaves with the 4,000 with the baskets of food left over. Then the disciples understood they were to beware of the doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The next part of the narrative, Jesus and his disciples are at Caesarea Philippi, a city on the Mediterranean sea coast. He asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? They replied, John the Baptist, Elijah, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Then Jesus asked, who do you say that I am? Simon Peter responded, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus said he was blessed because it was the Father who revealed that to him. He then said, And I say also unto you that you are Peter, which means rock, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Just a side note, the Catholics use this verse to show the lineage of the Pope as head of the church and a descendant of Peter. As Baptists, we see what Peter said the truth that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God, as the rock of the church. Chapter 16, verse 21 reads, From that time forth began Jesus to show his disciples how he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things and be killed and be raised again the third day. One thing that Dr. Alan B. Stringfellow mentioned in Through the Bible in One Year, a 52-lesson introduction to the 66 books of the Bible, our Lord never once mentioned his crucifixion apart from the resurrection. Peter did not like hearing about Jesus' death, and Peter took Jesus aside and rebuked him. Jesus said, Get thou behind me, Satan. Jesus then talked of the cost of discipleship. A true disciple must deny self, take up his cross, and follow Jesus. Then Jesus told them that the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father on the day of judgment. 
Verse 28 reads, Verily I say unto you, There will be some standing here which shall not taste death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. And then six days later, Jesus takes Peter, James, and John up to a high mountain apart. Jesus was transfigured into shining glory, and then Moses and Elijah appeared with him. Jesus' kingdom was coming, and these three men got a glimpse. They were not to tell anyone until after Jesus arose from the dead. They came down from the mountain, and there was a demon-possessed boy, which the disciples could not heal, but Jesus could. He said in verse 21, This kind does not go out but by prayer and fasting. In verses 22 and 23, Jesus again reminded him that he would be killed and on the third day he would rise again. Verses 24 through 27 are only in Matthew and it's about paying taxes. Jesus sent Peter to catch the first fish and in his mouth would be their taxes. Jesus asked Simon Peter, What do you think, Simon? Of whom do the kings of the earth take taxes? Of their own children or of strangers? Peter said, of strangers. Then Jesus said, then the children are free. The discourse of book four is in chapter 18. The disciples were arguing about who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus called a little child to him. And he said, unless you be converted and become like little children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like a little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Jesus then gave a warning about harming and despising the little ones because their angels in heaven always behold the face of my father, which is in heaven. Jesus continued with verse 14. Even so, it is not the will of your father, which is in heaven, that one of these little ones should perish. Jesus then talks about forgiveness. Peter asked, how many times do we forgive a brother? Seven times? Jesus then told a parable about the kingdom of heaven, which is only found in Matthew. There was a man who owed the king so much that he could never pay it off. When the king came to take account, the servant fell down and worshiped, saying, Lord, have patience with me and I will pay you all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and forgave all his debt. This very servant, once forgiven of all his debt, went out, found someone who owed him just a little bit of money, and he said, pay me what you owe. The fellow servant fell down and said, have patience with me and I will pay you all. The same words that servant number one said, but he would not. He cast him into prison until he could pay the debt. Now the fellow servants saw what was done and came and told the Lord everything. The Lord called servant number one and said, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt. Should you not have compassion on your fellow servant, even as I had pity on you? The Lord was angry and sent him to the tormentors until he paid all that was due him, which would be forever. Verse 35. So likewise shall my heavenly father do also unto you, if you from your heart do not forgive everyone his brother their trespass. Why do we forgive others? Because we are forgiven by the Lord. 
Chapter 19, verse 1 says, And it came to pass that when Jesus had finished these sayings, he departed from Galilee and came into the coast of Judea beyond the Jordan. Jesus was heading toward Jerusalem. These passages show us that the Lord is compassionate and the King is compassionate. And if we are members of the kingdom, we too should be compassionate because we are forgiven, because our debt is forgiven, because Jesus died and arose for us. So ladies, if there's someone in your life you need to forgive, or is there someone that you need to be compassionate to? If we want to be ready for the kingdom, then we need to forgive and we need to have compassion. And if it's too hard, ask him to help you. And he will because he loves you. So if you hear his voice today, don't harden your hearts like the religious leaders. Instead, let's be women who lay down our lives, take up our cross and follow him. Until next time, and thanks so much for listening.